We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know Layla's got, got pent-up sports thoughts. Angst. I do have some angst, but also some happiness. Because the first person I mentioned for this job got the job. And I was like, oh, happy about that. Makes sense. It did make sense. Like it's one to me when they made the choice and they made it official yesterday, but we've kind of known for the last three days it's going to be Shane Waldron. There's nothing in his resume that says this is a mistake, and that's good. Like I, I know we're talking about low bar here, but there, there's <laughs> is nothing. It not an obvious mistake, right? <laughs> right. Actually, I'd say that is quite the upgrade. That's going to be like the DePaul job where the, the AD already is like, well, you know, there are some, some guys who wanted the job last time around and we're still in touch with them. Great. Awesome. Well, one of them you beat earlier this year and he's awesome. having a terrible time at Louisville. That was one mm-hmm. of their three wins when they fired Coach Doublefield. The other guy has a top 15 team. Hmm. So. So. There's whatevs. that. Uh, Bobby can- Hurley, though. Wait. Didn't uh, didn't Shire want that job? Yes, he also has the Duke job now, so I think mm-hmm. he's probably good. So something would tell me there's a flaw in their hiring practices. Bobby Hurley, though, I like it. Uh, so here's here's the thing about Waldron that I enjoy is that he's quarterback agnostic. The problem with Luke Getzey and Matt Nagy, well, there's many. But one of the main ones was they relied on two of the best quarterbacks to ever do it to say their system worked. And that's not the case with Waldron. And I know that a lot of people have detractors regarding what happened last season with the Seattle offense, but they also had a terrible O-line. Not that we would know anything about that here, right? They had a lot of offensive line problems and injuries. But one of the things I'm encouraged by is one of the things the Bears are already good at, and that's moving the chains, not necessarily on third down, but first and second. Josh Schrock actually wrote a really good article for NBC Sports Chicago. Schrock and all. He writes many of them. This is, I think, what he's good at. The Seahawks offense on early downs during his time there, including the 23 season, fifth in the NFL and EPA per play. Their success rate is eighth, drop back EPA sixth, the success rate fifth, the rush EPA fifth, and the rush success rate 24th. So rush, we know the Bears are strong in, right? That's not an issue. But here's where the Bears were with Getzey on early downs. As if we talked about third downs and how the third and short was a huge bugaboo for this team. We talked about that all the time. It was also a horrid problem for the defense, I might add. However, in this case, Getzy, the EPA per play compared to Waldron's fifth, they were 28th. The success rate, 40.2%. That's 30th. The dropback EPA negative is 0.064. That's good for 30th. Dropback success rate, 30th. Rush EPA, 7th. As we said, that probably would be the contrast. But then rush success rate, and that's where it gets interesting. Only 15th. So what we're saying is the difference in the running game isn't as great as you thought it would have been. And all the other stats indicate that the Bears 
wouldn't have nearly been as successful schematically as as the Seahawks offense was. Your point about legendary quarterbacks having unicorns that kind of prop up the success of whatever your resume is, I think is significant, especially when you look at what's happened with Waldron, where you have this renaissance of a player that a lot of people thought was just a dog in, in Geno Smith. Now, I think that Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit for that because Geno himself has talked about how Pete Carroll changed the way that he thought about and talked about himself. But you still have to have someone who's going to help point the quarterback in the right direction. That's what excites me about Waldron is that he doesn't seem to be system dogmatic, scheme dogmatic. Like he seems to be someone who is, you can look at his resume and go, oh, okay, you were in pass heavy offenses. Oh, okay, you were in run heavy offenses. Oh, you have balance, like what was going on in Seattle. I just feel like it's a good place to start. I'm not here to tell you that he's going to be a success, but give me the well-rounded coach, and I, I think that he has a better chance of helping out a player. You know my rule when it comes to consuming the work of beat reporters, never miss a mailbag, right? Yeah, because there's stuff in there. Never miss a mailbag. Especially a Big Z mailbag. Big Z, Casey, whoever it is. Sam Smith. There's stuff in. Nuggets. You will find nuggets in there that maybe they didn't want to make a whole article out of, or maybe an editor said, yeah, put that in the mailbag, and you find stuff. So here, Brad Biggs is answering a question about Shane Waldron. And he said that I called a veteran pro scout for his take on Waldron and the work he did in Seattle over the last three seasons. This is what the scout said. Sean McVay is the best play caller in the NFL, and Waldron's system is going to be a direct reflection of that scheme. In Seattle, they did open up the offense for Geno, and Shane worked for a head coach in Pete Carroll that would pressure him to run the ball consistently. Waldron is a good play caller. You can wonder if he worked for a head coach that didn't allow him to really open it up. Is he going to encounter this same thing with Eberflus, another defensive head coach? Maybe. The run game is the foundation of what McVay does. It creates a lot of formational variance, and there's a lot of misdirection and motion, and all that builds out into the, the passing game. Now, this is what this is what I circled. McVay has transitioned to more of a gap scheme running the ball. Waldron is going to need athletic linemen, and the Bears have some of those. They they have, they have two of them. He says it's possible there could be more pre-snap movement, but we won't know that for a while. The Seahawks really struggled to run the ball. A lot of that can be attributed to a rash of injuries on the offensive line. He said there's been intense focus on the scheme and X's and O's and the play calling. It's a huge part of the job. But what can't be overlooked is how Waldron commands the room, how he presents information to his players, and how he connects. He will be the head coach of the offense. There's a lot more to that job than game planning and play calls. Additionally, I think a point that stands to be discussed here is not only is he somebody who has been flexible to his talent, but he's somebody who can check the appropriate people in that room. One of my biggest complaints about the Bears was Whatever they thought after practices about how they were running them and where they thought they were good, every single time they were grossly underprepared, whether it was the Packers game to start the season, the Packers game to end it, where I thought a lot of bad decisions were made on both sides of the ball, and then the games in between where they had big breaks. They, whatever they thought made them good or like they, they were like, okay, we got this. They didn't ever have it. 
So at least this guy with experience and coming from, I think, the most established coaching tree in the NFL, you have all of that balance and that expertise coming in. I'm pleasantly shocked by this because how many times have I sat here and told you two, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith made me rethink the importance of a quarterback and a coach and that relationship and the success they're in in the NFL. He's come back player of the year in 2022. You still need an entire team. But don't tell me you can't run things. You, you're the one who needs to change, the coach. Those guys are already committed to. The coaches are the ones who are not. In fact, every NFL team now has had to change their offensive coordinator since 2021. That's incredible. With the Bengals say, offensive say that again. coordinator. Every single NFL team has had to change its offensive coordinator since 2021. <laughs> Even Mike McDaniel, because he left Kyle Shanahan. And now Shanahan's the one calling plays in Kansas in, uh, San Francisco. That is just wild. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I, too, reached out to an NFL front office person about Shane Waldron, and this is what this person told me. I don't know him, but friends of mine who worked with him in L.A. love him. Said he's the real deal, strong leader, excellent teacher, and a team guy. Said he really knows how to scheme and can shred a defense. And this person went on to talk about how big of a job it is to what he did with Geno Smith. So, whoa, whoa, strong leader. I thought that softy said he is nothing about him screams that he's a leader of men. Remember that what happens behind a microphone is different from what happens inside of a football organization. Oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's the same. Sometimes you do get a window into the world and the person's an idiot. But a lot of times the person that is in front of the microphone is not the same person that's in the meeting room. Give me bad liars. That means you're probably a good person who doesn't like the lying part of your job. Yeah, oh, speaking so. of which, remember when I was saying how I think the, the coach likes the quarterback? Well, I think we found out that the coach likes the quarterback. I still don't think he's he's staying. I'm I am I was very sure that the Bears were going to use that pick on Caleb Williams. I am not as sure with the events over the last two weeks. I think they've brought some excellent people in to counterbalance whatever thought they might have had. Yay! The good thing is, is that, and this is this is the point that, that Layla brought up and we're going to get into more in depth in the next segment. I think Waldron is going to work whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. And that, to me, is a big plus. It'd be great. It'd be great. The history says it won't, but it would be great if it did. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Rational Takes and Good Bears Talk. How are you feeling about these Rational Bears Takes, Dan? Are you comfortable with it or no? You want to say something crazy? Hopeful Bears Talk at that. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.